0: Y'all listen to Don's cast, a podcast about the football club. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty
1: good, mate. Uh, I see the bit of a change to the intro there.
0: Yeah, and I should say it's unofficial, by the way. Um, but, uh, yes, um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't go with the other one. Um, after yesterday's disappointing result, uh, especially being at the game, and as you can probably tell by my voice, um. And no, I wasn't that guy that you could hear on the telecast, but um, <laughs> I was probably saying things similar. But um, yeah, very disappointing loss and, you know, just, you know, really, really, really hurting after watching the side really not seem to put in too, too much effort uh, to go against the power.
1: Yeah, we capitulated pretty easily, mate. Um, you know, really buckled under over... the. I mean, like, honestly, I... I don't even feel like Port pressured us that much. Like, I don't, I mean, it was pretty breeze uh, free footy to my eye, mate. Yeah. Um, you know, like Kane Corn said, you know, I don't think there will be too many Port Adelaide players um, that would work off that ground sore, um, yeah. which is, it, it's disappointing on so many fronts, you know, where we've talked about, look, you know, some days you just don't have a great game and, and we've all, um seeing that, we've probably all experienced it. Um unfortunately, some of us have yeah uh, you know, made careers out of it uh, but, um, mm. uh, I can't even call it a career if you're you know, playing mm. uh, local leagues, but um like the one thing you can always do is is put in effort and you know put on a shepherd, lay a tackle. Um, do the simple things that you know may not look amazing on the highlights reel, but are certainly appreciated by fans and and your teammates at the end of the day. Um, to go down the way we did is uh, extremely disappointing, especially on the backdrop of you know we they were talking about you know after the mid season you know the, the Sydney game in particular they've um, you know we managed to win like five of seven games after that um, started to play some decent footy and the the club was trying to build some belief off that saying look you know effectively sorry it took us so long to um, you know to get and get together and gel, uh, but now we're on the right track. So off the back of that, you can sort of try and build some momentum, going into the off-season um, and bring that into, you know, 2023. Uh, but unfortunately, this last couple of weeks has you know, completely undone any kind of momentum uh, they might have hoped to achieve. Uh, the displays against both the Giants and the Power were absolutely woeful, Um and it's, you know, obviously uh, from the events of today has shown that there's some very unhappy, uh, estimate of people at uh, more senior levels. Um, and, uh, it remains uh, uh, to be seen the exact outcome of that. Um, but certainly there have has been, uh, you know, some big shifts at the top chain.
0: Yeah. Now, obviously, we've heard the reports today. Um, from Neil Mitchell uh, really opening up the can of worms, announcing that Ben Rutten had been moved on, and that Daniel Jean Syracuse was going to coach us this weekend, yeah. which has turned out to be false. And, um, even though that was widely circulated. Um, not a lot of media went with it because there was only the one source. Um, so a lot of today has been around, is that true? But what we do know is that there was a board meeting before the game yesterday, um, and it was believed that came up was they wanted to do, uh, well, several of the uh, members of the board wanted to do an external review. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like Paul Brasher, uh, seeing the distress from the members below um, or the board members below, uh, has offered his resignation. was Obviously, his view had not changed, and that was accepted. And then today's meeting was about electing a new president. Um, I believe Dave Barham, uh, and a normal formal like uh, a TV guru, mate. Um, you know, lots of links with Channel Ten, Channel Seven, um, and even Foxtel, I believe. So he's had a lot of. Um, a lot of information um, in, in the TV or entertainment industry. And um, yeah, he's uh, sounds by all rights you now our um, new president. Uh, and hopefully there's a new view of how we go forward. Um, but it sounds like for the moment, mate, Truck is safe. He is for the moment.
1: But um, and yeah, that was yeah, confirmed. Um, yeah, just in the last yeah, 20 minutes or so by Xavier Campbell. Um, we told the the press that, uh, you know, Ben Rutten's still our man for the time being. Um, however, it did sort of open the door by by saying, uh, words to the effect of, um, yeah, there will be some analysis of the, um, you know, footy department more broadly. Um, so what that means specifically, I guess we can only speculate, but um, I think, you know, his job has to be in question. Um, so yeah, that'll uh remain to be seen. Um certainly to me, if you got you know people there leaking levels of detail saying, you know, Rutten's gone and GNC Recusa will take over, to me that says there must have been some discussion about that. Um you know and and I guess you know there's the w- wisdom of um you know making sure you get multiple sources um you know single source reporting can lead you astray um and uh it seems to be the case with uh with neil mitchell there but i it sounds to me like discussions have been had um it was kind of disappointing for me uh to i suppose hear from xavier campbell that um like a confirmation that we hadn't contacted um alistair campbell ah uh, sorry uh, uh Alistair Clarkson. Alistair Clarkson there, that's it. Sorry, mate. But, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, right. Um, it's been a long day, mate. It's a lot of information yeah. coming in and
1: out. So, yeah. yeah. So like because you know, to me, if there was discussion, um, you know, surely we'd be going, okay, look, is he this person like the person to you know keep us forward? Uh do like or even if if Ben Rutten's your man, um, you know, do we bring in someone senior Randy to um to support him um but yeah been uh a lot happening mate and i dare say this won't be the end of um you know the news we hear of um you know the the jungle drums uh sort of going for people's jobs and
0: all the rest of it yeah well um i think even else uh, sorry um now i'm getting my words wrong even Xavier (laughs) campbell said uh ben at this stage will be coaching this weekend so um when you use those kind of language, um, obviously there's a lot to read into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all in all, um, and I've got to say, Ben seems like a lovely guy to be honest. Like, yep. um, and he seems really, you know, humble and all of that. But um, what I've seen from him that I guess as a fan um, doesn't fill me with much confidence is that. He doesn't seem to grab our guys like get them up and going. Um, yeah, even when I watch some of his press conferences and little videos, it's so mundane the way he speaks and so forth. Um, and I take a lot of attention of the players, um, especially you know, especially in that preseason area. If you have a look at some of his speeches, mate, the, the amount of players just looking away or yeah, not even looking interested. Um, yeah, I, I just I just kind of pitch myself and uh, think, you know, that's my leader. Mm. He's not grabbing the passion from me or, or not, you know, uh, getting me, you know, hyped up to to go on and perform. Um, you know, yes, it's on me because that should come within anyway. But, I mean, that's what great leaders are for is to inspire and drive and I think after the last three years, and yes, he was coached for that time because I remember John Worsfold was only really advisory in his first year. Um, although John Worsfold did all the press conferences, we were told Ben was coaching. So mm. three years in and we're still getting these kind of results and, you know, we're still getting scored against way too easily. Mm. Um and we seem to only be able to generate score when our running backs are, have free reign on the ground. Um, haven't been able to work our way through, our know, really strong deep defences. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was time for a change. So in a way I was kind of excited with that news when it came out. Yeah. And particularly, you know, uh, the, the commentary on chasing, you know, Alistair Clarkson, um, you yeah, know, obviously, I think he would be brilliant for us. Like, he's the guy who, you know, you punch a hole in the wall, mate, just because he's upset. And I reckon that would kind of grab people's attention, mate. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> might put a bit of onus on people to perform their tasks. And um, I really believe that's the kind of coach we need. So, um, if it's not Alistair Clarkson, you know, the Choco Williams would be great. Um, yeah we need to do something because uh, over three years now um nothing's really changed but right? ah that's that's the thing i mean i guess
1: look we do have to um yeah you know, acknowledge you know last year i i think you know sold a lot of hope to destin and i was um you know i, I applauded um truck quite a lot because i thought you know he you got and reconnected with its roots. Um, yeah, we were performing in a way that you could more or less rely on. Um, no, we weren't getting the wins every week, but we were demonstrating a much more reliable and uh, I suppose regular standard of football um, game where you knew that the boys were going to go out there and, and do their best. And off the back of that, yeah, you know, we did make finals. Um, and to lose that, like over the course of the off-season... And to not be able to regain it at any stage throughout this season uh, tells me that you know obviously something happened now that off season to make you know whether it's the uh, the coaches, the players, all of the above, um, yeah, not um, not support you know the the vision of the Essendon Football Club, which we were told everyone was aligned in, um, and. To, yeah, we lost direction, we we lost standards, we lost any kind of accountability um on or off the field. Um and at the end of the day, here we are. Uh, you know, uh what are we fourth on the ladder? Oh sorry, fourth, fourth last on the ladder on the ladder. Um and just a, a bit of a shambles of a footy club. So um yeah, I think obviously Truck had some good sides to him, but when the going got tough, he wasn't able to enforce standards. Um, and it's not just track, Um, You know, that's the assistant coaches as well. I think GM Syracuse and Carosella, uh, Tapping, uh, Lee Tudor, I think they've all got cases to answer for in terms of, you know, being able to, to drive standards for players. I mean, that's your job as a coach to, you know, get... Get blokes up and about ready to perform uh, but also our on-field leaders uh okay yeah, Dyson apple i think again another really nice bloke jam uh, but he hasn't driven standards um hasn't made guys lift um when we're not playing the best um you know zach Merritt has been tagged out of a lot of games and while individually he has performed fairly consistently you'd have to say uh you know, I, I I haven't seen anything that says to me he's you know lifting blokes around him or bringing people along with the journey. Um, you know, Dylan Shield, equally, I think he has, you know, since the Sydney game, he's performed admirably uh, as an individual, but again, he's not someone that's dragged everyone along. Andy McGrath, I feel, has been fairly disappointing as a you know future leader or what he's touted to be. So, uh yeah, it, we're in a very uh, delicate situation, Jame, where, yes, us as fans, we want um, change to occur. Um, yeah, I guess we love the sensational about, you know, yeah, Brasher stepping down. You know, we thought Ben Brunton was going. We thought, oh, geez, you know, and, you know, there's been lots of rumours about Marnie, Xavier Campbell, uh, Dodoro all being in the firing line. Um, but, I mean realistically it's it's that external review which we're all hoping for which i think will bring about more answers and and hopefully solutions to our problems than simply just by sacking blokes um off the spur of the moment so um yeah i guess uh you know as much as we're impatient for change i think that external review needs to run its course before we're able to make uh, you know, educated assessments as to the best path, or best thing going forward but I am glad uh, that movement has occurred uh, late as it is uh, for that external review to be, uh, you know, brought
0: up again. Yeah, well, uh, I guess it uh, sounds like there's a lot more to play out I think we'll learn more probably in the coming weeks. Um, you know, obviously you've got one more game and uh it sounds like it, mate. That uh, finally, we might see Michael Hurley uh, play for the Bombers again. Uh, it's being touted; he'll definitely be selected for the game against the Tigers on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh it'll be interesting to see what they do. Whether they, uh, you know, put him on as a sub, mate, and uh, you know, <laughs> he might not get a minute, or we might fake an injury two mm. minutes uh, before the final siren. In run air, who knows what we're going to do. Um,
0: yeah, I don't think they'd do that. I think it's more likely they might start him and if they need to get him off. But I, I mean, um, you yeah, know, because we're not obviously playing for anything other than pride and we saw what that got us yesterday. Um, <laughs> but you'd be expecting a little bit of a response. Like they couldn't roll out the same stuff uh, like yesterday. Um, yeah. And the whole place will implode again. Um, yeah, if that was to happen. Mm. Bearing in mind, we haven't beaten Richmond since 2014, mate.
1: Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I'm expecting another. Um, yeah, pretty big loss. I think. Yeah, you know, Richmond have shown that they are a quality football side, and they'll make you pay for uh, yeah mistakes you make. And certainly, we cop up enough footy uh, for them to yeah hold us to account. Um, but, uh, look, it's, uh, you know, if Hurley does get out there on the ground, that will be something to celebrate because um, certainly this bloke is you know, given his all, I guess, in a football club. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's one thing to look forward to. Mm.
0: Well, mate, um, do we want to rip the Band-Aid off and quickly go through this game? <laughs> and I mean quickly because um, I don't enjoy talking about... These huge losses. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, mate, I went to the game myself um, Yeah, with my daughter, I should say, but uh, I thought the, the ground, like Marvel felt really eerie um, even before the game. Yeah. Um, obviously, it always does sometimes when you play against interstate sides. But, um, well, I noticed we the ground wasn't as, you know, usually we'd get 25,000 and you could felt like there was less than that. Um, and you know, um, midway to the last quarter, mate, I, I reckon there was lucky to be 5,000 at Beltlock because I looked around me and every seat I could see almost was pretty, pretty vacant.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the Docklands Lans, Eddie had uh, Cal whatever you want to call it. Um, it's always been to I know fairly soulless um place, Jamin, especially when it's when it's a bit more empty. Um, yeah, it feels like you're playing in a big shed. Um but uh yeah, I mean going into that game, um yeah, <laughs> it was just um you know, almost laughable if you if you weren't crying about it at the same time. Um, you know, that first bounce you saw, Draper tapped a shield beautifully. Um but Shields passed Stringer. It was on target, but Stringer just bloody dropped it um, and allowed Port to, you know, uh, jump onto it, bang it inside fifty for both to kick a goal within the first fifteen seconds of the game. John,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, certainly set the uh, <laughs> set the path on what, what it was going to be uh, this game because, um, you know, just yeah, you know, a goal in fifteen seconds after we won the tap and it looked like we were gonna generate a forward for a um and then you know, turn it over like that and then see an opposition goal not a great start when you want to um put the opposition on their back foot.
1: Certainly not uh, made up for it soon after when Draper tapped the ball out to to Sheel who released Martin with a handball um and he bolts inside to slot the goal which is uh fantastic from Martin. Um yeah. but then down back after McGrath kicked it straight to a port jumper, trying to get out of their 50. Um, yeah, they got a shot shot for goal, uh, which missed, but that was marked by bon Marshall who made sure of the goal.
0: Yeah, and just, as I said, it, it was an ominous start.
1: was, uh, we then saw Lav give away a deliberate free kick as he pushed the ball toward the boundary, um, you know, and that was, it was clear as day. Um, that's what he was trying to do. Um, and, you know, Georgiades was good enough to kick the goal. Then um, saw Hep try to snap a goal, but, yeah, he, he kicked the belly of the footy, mate. And, uh, yeah, it went, you know, further up than it did deep. Um it just at a pine to be rushed through. Um, Stringer got the footy from just about 20 metres out or so. He wasn't even on that much of an angle, Jane. And rather than make sure of it and just, um, you know, dob it with a drop punt, he thought he'd uh, be a bit fancy and try a banana um, and missed it.
0: Yeah. He's kicked that nine times out of 10, mate. And, yeah, should have kicked that one. And, uh yeah, just felt like we were, you know, going to rue these opportunities. Mm.
1: Yeah. We saw uh, Rebin have a ping from 50, uh, but that was a strain. Well, it was a bit of a funny one, too, Jane, because uh, <laughs> Finlayson, it was on the mark, he went back. And the umpire said, "Yep, you're back past the five. But then he said, he "No, no, thing, actually, yeah. I'll go. I'll go back on the mark now." Like, and to me, it's like, "Hang on, is he on the mark, or is he, or is he out of the area?" Because if, it, like, to me, if he's outside five and he encroaches in that area, mm. that should have been fifty. Um, yeah,
0: that should have been a fifty. And was it? Um, Finlay said it was
1: at Marshall. Ah. Uh, I, I thought I well, so might, might have been Marshall initially, but I'm yeah, I feel like it was Finlayson. Yeah, um,
0: but yeah, you you're know. probably right, but I, yeah, he certainly ran across after he'd already committed to being standing off five, so mm. I was confused by that.
1: Uh, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, and then we saw Dixon, uh, just too big for Lav and marked over him easily to uh to kick a goal. Um, then we saw Dan Brazio. Get a nice mark in the pocket after Durham sold some candy. Um and uh Dan Brazio, he just really dead-eyed, yeah, that very classy goal from the pocket, mate. On the Great. on the ro- opposite side for a left left for as well.
0: And yeah, that was a brilliant kick. Um and it wasn't long before he had his second.
1: Wasn't mate. Uh, we saw you know Brian take the mark after a nice run from Hind. And it looked like you know, Brian was really slow on the play down and <laughs> I swear, Jamie, he shanked that kick, yeah. but, it, but it worked and fell in D'Ambrosio's lap and he marked 35 metres out and kicked his second.
0: Yeah, it just felt like we were starting to you know, stabilise, get back on you know, a bit of possession, and you know, we saw um, Massimo kicking so well. Um, I thought, okay, we're working our way back into this game.
1: Yeah, we saw uh, Hep get a free inside 50, uh, but his shot on goal was inaccurate. Um And then we saw Parrish and Stringer get undisciplined and uh, give away an upfield free kick. And that allowed Powell Pepper to mark up the ground and kick a goal just as the siren went. Uh, So we went down at quarter time, uh, three goals, 4-22, to their five goals, 0-30. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, that was really undisciplined play. Uh, No need for it. Stringer was going way over the top. Yeah, he did that the week before against the Giants, if you remember, mate. Um, yeah. So he's getting sucked in. Um, when opposition, pick up on your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously trying to roll him up there, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that he might react. And yeah, for two weeks in a row, he's falling for it. Yeah, they get what they came for. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we go into the second quarter, mate,
1: uh, weren't too many highlights here. Uh, we saw, you know, Uh, Marshall mark inside 50 in the opening minute, uh, but he missed. Uh, But then after a horror kick from Durham in the back line, McKinty uh, for Port uh, kicked a goal. Dersma then uh, got laced out inside 50, and he kicked uh, to Rosie and kicked the goal. Georgiades then got it on a platter to mark 30 metres out, and he gold. And then the floodgates just opened, mate, uh, with barely a yelp from us, uh, withdrew, Powell Pepper. Butters and Amon all kicking goals to have them fifty one points up after kicking eight in a row at half time. Uh and so we're down by fifty one um three goals five twenty-three to their twelve goals two seventy four.
0: Well, without doubt our, our worst quarter um of the season, um and we've had some shockers, mind you, but yeah. we could not fire a Yelp like Basically, I think we had one shot at goal um, through Langford, mm. which you missed. Yeah. But um, that was the only you know, only shot at goal um, throughout that quarter. And as you know, say, had total dominance.
1: They did, mate. Uh, and again, it started that way in the third quarter when uh, Marshall again kicked a goal to start their quarter, um, their ninth in a row, Jane. Um, we got lucky with a couple of misses to Georgiades and Butters for them. Uh, but then after Redmond kicked it straight to um, straight to Butters, uh, trying to exit 50, um, we finally uh, you know, hit Perkins up in our 50, and he was able to break the drought with a goal.
0: Oh, it was long overdue, mate. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, it would be Port that would fire straight back at us.
1: That's it. It was pretty brief relief uh, when Butters kicked another goal. Um, Wright then tackled Jonas on the boundary line and he was rewarded and uh, Peter Wright kicked a goal. So that was his 50th for the season. Um, and then uh, we saw Redmond just tear a hole in the middle of the ground and hit Hind, who ran inside 50 and kicked a bloody goal. Yeah,
0: it was strange seeing Hyde play starting forward and playing a lot up there. Mm. Um, but he has got a nice step on even... him. That goal really classy, by the way. And uh, you know, like I said, there wasn't much joy during that game, but for that goal was probably the best goal of the day for us, at least.
1: Yep, and uh, yeah, so we ended the third quarter down by forty nine points. Yeah, six goals, five forty one to their fourteen goals, six ninety. Uh, and then going to the fourth quarter, uh, we saw Perkins mark and goal from about forty-five meters out, um, which is great work. Shield then got legged in the centre, uh, but we played on and it ended up with another shot on goal for Perkins. Unfortunately, he missed on that occasion. Port then went end to end, so easy, mate, and Butters marked only twenty meters out, and he kicked it through.
0: Uh, coast to coast, I'll kill you, mate, and uh, you know we just. So open, mm. uh, defensively, we're so far off the mark.
1: Yeah, saw a stat, Jane, where, um, you know, from eight kickouts, uh, Port scored four goals from them, uh, so effectively a goal 50% of the time. Um, whereas from eight kickouts, we kicked zero goals, one, um, mm. so uh, pretty disappointing there. Um, we well, then saw again. Uh, She'll get held up. Uh, he was held by that arm from Wines, but still managed to get a toe on it to get the ball going forward. Uh, Wright then grabbed the footy and passed to hind, who hit Langford, who slotted the goal from the pocket, uh, which is good to see. Um, but unfortunately, Finlayson, who had killed us all game, mate. Geez, we make, you know, <laughs> average players look like superstars. Mm-hmm. Um, he outclassed Durham totally in their forward line, and he kicked a goal. Um Georgiardes then got the easiest of goals, unopposed, only 20 metres out from goal, which is uh, that was really disappointing because it was just a you know a nice loopy handball from Finlayson. and that that close to goal, surely he'd have a man on him. Um we then saw Parrish get one back for us before Powell Pepper got a Joe the Goose from Finlayson over the top to kick another. Um, and again it was Finlayson – um he decided, this time, no, I'm not giving one up. I'll kick one myself um, to put them 10 goals up. Um, and like it just looked like we'd totally given up. We saw Houston kick one from outside 50. Um, Bergman then slotted one. Uh, and then we saw Scheel. Um, he was probably one of the only blokes still trying his like, ass off. Um, he burst out of the centre and passed to the stringer, who was completely open, mate. But he yeah. wasted the opportunity with a horror kick. And um, I, I just think, like, that's inexcusable from Jake Stringer. Um, but, like, just wasteful footy. Uh, His last so,
0: six shots that goal mate, all behind.
1: Yeah, not good enough. Um,
0: and
1: then we saw, uh, you know, Port go end-to-end again with McKinty kicking another goal. And uh, they just toyed with us in the end, Jane, with Pow Pepper kicking his fourth um, just before the final siren. And uh, at the end of the day, we went down by 84 points, nine goals, eight sixty-two to their 23 goals, eight, 146.
0: Yeah, horrible loss. Um, and, you know, soulless. And as I said to all fans that I was uh, sitting around, absolutely disgusted, um, you know, those Sunday time slots, mate, 4.40, you get those games because you are a rubbish size, usually. And um, that's what we got. We got 4.40, it takes out your whole day, basically. Um, and, you know, coming home, you get home about 8.30 after a shellacking like that, you know, especially out my way. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been to every minute of a game played in Melbourne for resident this year. Um and last night, when I got home, I just asked myself, why? Why do I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I doing, you know, wasting my time and energy doing this when um, you know, it doesn't even look like the player's kid? You know, um, yeah, it really hurts, but I guess, you know, it's in your DNA. You, you love your footy club and, um, yeah, you always go with a bit of hope, but... uh. Yeah, uh, really takes the wind out of your sails. And you know, strangely enough, mate, I felt really oh I felt this positive energy coming from me today with all this news that was breaking. Mm. And I thought, finally, the club has said, enough is enough. You know, someone out there cares enough that we're gonna see this big upheaval because we can't leave the status quo.
1: Mm.
0: And sadly. At uh, this stage, all it's amounted to is that, okay, the President wanted to step down in the end, he's resigned and we've replaced him. Mm. So, you know, although there was a lot more drama going on, in effect, that's all that's happened at this stage. Whether there's more changes seen, that'll come a bit later. But um, at the moment, for, at least, from our understanding is that the status quo will remain. It's just that Paul Brash has stepped down and Dave Barham will fill his post until a new board member is elected. Yeah, well, it's uh, interesting
1: times. I mean, I guess it has forced some change. Um, uh, so I guess we'll find out the uh, the full effects of this in due course. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, for the sake of paul brusher i i do think he's um um i, I certainly respect his decision to say no nah, um i believe that the internal review was what's needed um i disagree with him but i i respect his position that look um i believe this you believe that and if the the board um you know doesn't um back me in to uh, stick with the internal review only um you know he'll he'll fall on his sword effectively I think that demonstrates um yeah some good character there so now we've lobbied for change change has happened at the at that level at least um you know it's on the board now to make good of that change um to you know effectively you know, we want the club to be opened up to scrutiny um And and that's at all levels. We can't just, you know, uh, limit it or compartment it to certain areas of the club. We have to open up, you know, all areas of the club. Where can we improve? Um, Because without that, you know, this whole episode will be, you know, a lot of drama for nothing in the end. Um, So Mm. I'll uh, I'll live in hope that, you know, the external review does happen, that it, um, I suppose, results in meaningful change at the club. uh, That results in... Um, I suppose more, uh, trust being able to be put into senior positions of the club. And that's, um, yeah, for, for coaches, board members, um, and other, and other leaders, uh, because certainly, um, you know, where we were headed before, um, obviously there wasn't alignment in where we're at. Um, so hopefully this gives us the opportunity to do a complete reset and, um, uh, and and go from there.
0: And just uh before we go to a break, mate, just a quick tweet from Callum Toomey, sorry. Um, says amongst the turmoil at Essendon, the club has met with two thousand Premiership player, and ex-Gold Coast assistant Dean Solomon over the weekend about a potential role in the Bombers football department. So uh, it'd be nice to have Solly back at the club. Um. Know, if this is being reported so um, you know Dean Solomon uh, as everyone would remember was a tough tough player for the bombers um, you know really dependable as well um, yeah so you know, he, he could be a good quality to come into the side if um, you know not the actual player of course but to um, you know maybe stand in the coaching position so um, yeah I'm sure more will play out you um, as, uh, as we go on. But um, yeah, so with that news, mate, we'll have a quick break and uh, we'll be back after that for our Dons Carp medal vote. And you're listening to Don's Cast. And, uh, mate, uh, go into our Don's Cast middle boats. And, yes, mate, we still have to find five.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, pretty hard, um, days like this, to uh, come up with five. But right, I scraped the barrel and managed to uh, to get them. Um, going from the bottom, as always, um, I gave one vote to Nick Hind. I thought... Um, you know while at times I, I thought his defensive work uh, wasn't the best um and I think he uh, did um, you know fluff a few um, you know, opportunities uh, at the end of the day, he, he did play pretty well he got you know the eight score involvements um but that includes uh, you know two direct goal assists as well as his own goal mate and even got a uh, got a point as well so uh, pretty attacking so good work there from their so I gave him the one. Um, two votes. I um, I went for uh, part yeah, Sammy Durham. Um, he cracked in all day. I, I really liked. Um, a couple of times he spun some blokes inside out. You know that one where he's on the wing and know um, yeah, basically sold some candy to come inside, which uh, resulted in uh, Dan Brazio's first goal. I thought it was fantastic. Um, he shows yeah, good marking. Presence. I took the five marks in the day. No, he's not polished, um, but I just love his, uh, you know, his gut running efforts. So um, two votes to Sammy Durham. Um, three votes. I went for uh, Dylan Shield. I thought, um, look, this bloke tried to get us going, you know, forward with entries all day, uh, but unfortunately, um, yeah, other guys just didn't get it on the end of it. Uh, but the one thing he never stopped doing all day was cracking in. He laid the ten tackles, James. Um, to go with his 12 clearances and he had two goal assists at the end of the day. So, um, um, yeah, I thought he played really well, um, had 19 contested possessions. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really, um, good game from Dylan Shield. Um, four votes. I went for Zerk Thatcher. Uh, I thought particularly early, um, he really stood up down back. He actually took the 10 marks throughout the course of the day. And, um, yeah, had the five intercept possessions overall. Um and actually used the ball fairly well, like uh, almost at uh, 85%. Um and tended to use uh you know good options with the ticking. Um still, yeah, I know he's he's still not a world beater, but I thought he um yeah, was really dependable for us um on the day in a otherwise lacklust lackluster performance. Uh but for the five votes I went for uh Jordan Ridley. I thought um Yeah, he really stood up for the day, um, taking a number of marks. Um, in the end, he had the uh, you know, nine marks, um, and uh, say 11 intercept possessions, uh, to go with his 10 contested possessions. I thought he just, um, he just played really smart. He was playing on Dixon, uh, when Dixon floated up the ground a bit more. And even though Dixon, like, much taller, much wider, and stronger than him, um, you know, Ridley was just smarter. Um, you know, put him under the ball on a few occasions and was able to win it. Um, going for us, so I thought it was a good, uh, good uh, game from Jordan Ridley. But how about yourself, Jamie, How'd you read it?
0: Yeah, similar, mate. Because I think again we were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mm. But I, yeah, you know, I gave the five. Uh, I think it had to go to Jordan Ridley. I thought he was easily a best player. Um, Yeah, I found four for Zerk, and and a lot of those marks came in the first half, I've got to say, but he took some really big dependable marks, um, especially early in the game uh, that really stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, The three votes I actually gave to um, uh, Dylan Shield, mate, because I um, I did like his 10 tackles uh, and he got a few clearances during the game, um, which is important. But uh, unfortunately, every time he went to clear it, sometimes one of our players would fumble to footy or whatever. So some of his good work wasn't really highlighted. Mm. Um, We gave two to Hind. I I thought Nick Hind um, played, as I said earlier, in that forward line uh, at the start of the match. It caught my eye. And um, he kicked a lovely goal. But, yeah, it's more his effort. You just see how much he runs and... His effort never seems to, you know, never seems to will uh, tell, which is, yeah, I know he's had some interactions with the coach um, that some people don't like. But, I mean, he's probably bothered when he's on the bench. So like, you know, when Truck talks to him and he's looking away, I don't know if it's all disrespect or if he's just
1: I think you're I, a very generous man, Jay. I know, <laughs> mate. I'm trying, to be, I'm
0: trying to give him an out. <laughs> And the one vote made up for Nick Martin. Um, again, he kicked that early goal, first goal. Um, again, he he tried to get into the, the thick of it. Um yeah, he's a he's a really good link player. Um, unfortunately, the links were all broken on the day. So, hmm. um, as I said, if I had to find five. That were the five by name.
1: Beautiful. All right. Well, I'll, um, yeah. Go through the uh, <clears throat> go through the standing. <laughs> me standing votes. So we've got Dambrosia with two, Dawson Heppel and Tommy Culler on three votes apiece, Alec Waterman with five, Langford and McGraw on six apiece, Stringer and Reid on seven, Hobbs with 10, Durham and Colball on 12, Kelly and Perkins on 16, Ridley on 18, as well as a Zerk Thatcher on 22, Matt Guelphy on 23, Sammy Draper on 29, Peter Wright on 40, Nick Martin on 45, Darcy Parrish with 56, Nick Hind on 60, Scheel and Redmond tied in second on 65, but out in front remains Zachy Merritt with 81 Don's Cast Medal votes.
0: Yeah, so well, we can announce it now. Zach definitely won the Doncast Medal uh, yep. for his second consecutive year, mate. Um, obviously, uh, I think uh, Jordan Ridley won the inaugural um, Don's Cast Medal vote, uh, but... Yeah, I think uh, Merritt's won the next two. Yeah. So um, i will be interested to see if uh, that replicates again gain on, um, on the actual count for the uh, Crichton medal. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many people were still at the club, mate, by then, um, <laughs> when, when that is uh, actually ran. But, um, yeah, well, uh, I think there's not much more to say about the, the voting system. Um, what I will say, mate, um, it was great to see that the venue changes happened for our AFLW team mm. playing against the Hawks. Um, it was sold out very quickly. Um, so they lobbied and they've received a change of venue and will now play all 4 at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic result.
1: Because uh, as you say, I think it was uh, initially going to be paid at... Uh... I uh, forget the oval was port, something or other. Um, and that was sold out within, you know, a couple of hours or so. So um, you know, due to popular demand, they've moved to Etihad, which is uh was fantastic. Um so uh yeah, I look forward to the girls playing there. Um they actually had a scratchy uh on the weekend, Jane. Um, and they got up by 27 points against port, um, which is fantastic. So um yeah, let's hope uh, yeah, the the girls can show us um, you know, how successful footy teams ran uh, throughout the course of the season. But um, that was great work there. I just want to mention quickly, James, because uh, you mentioned, you know, you don't know how many blokes will still be at the club. Um, obviously, last week we saw uh, Dev Smith um, hang up the boots. Um, he obviously had another year left on his contract, James. And, uh, yeah, he's done the team thing and said, look, my body's not right. Um and he's uh he retired effectively immediately. Um, you know, and as much as we've uh you know been frustrated at Devin's antics on the field um at times, uh, this is a bloke that gave 100 percent James. Um and unfortunately, it's just a shame at 29 years of age, his his body's failed him. Um mm. you know, his his knees are shot. Um and he as he says, he just can't do the things that he he wants to do, um, which is heartbreaking, mate, for, for such a young bloke um, at the end of the day. And you, you think of the the player he was and, and could have been really, like that 2018 season was uh just utterly fantastic. He was a, a maniac on pressure. Um, yeah, and holds the record for the um, highest number of tackles in an AFL season, um, which is no mean feat. Um, but I really loved his, uh, his speech to the players um, on retirement and, geez, it would have been tough to do, mate. Um, yeah. I thought he touched upon a lot of things um, that, yeah, yeah, while he was driven to perform, it, it's team success. Um, and the, the one thing that really sticks with me, he said, like, you know, being a hurry, boys, um, because, you know, this football career... It doesn't last forever, you know. When he he talked about when he got drafted, he was thinking he was bulletproof and he's going to be the one to, you know, do everything right so he can have a really long footy career. But unfortunately, as dedicated as he might be, things happen that you just don't have control over. So he urged the players to, um, uh, to lift and and if they want to make something of this football club, you know, to to make it successful they have to be the ones to force change. Um because as much as you get coaches and everything there, it's the players on the field that you know, ultimately deliver um victory or not. So um yeah I, I think yeah, you know, I just want to say from a fans perspective, you know, thank you, Devin, for I suppose taking that team first decision. It would have been easy just to sit back and collect a paycheck and I'm sure you know that that's been taken care of. Um, but uh, you know to take that selfish decision for the betterment of the team, I think you know, speaks volumes as to his character.
0: Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, I think the best thing about, uh, yeah, Dev's, Dev's speech, I, I loved when he called down his his mate, Jake Stringer. Um, mm. And I loved how Jake gave a really nice speech about him and um, how Dev finished up and said, gee, I'm, I'm going bad when... Uh, Jake Stringer outperforms me in the speech, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a nice little job. But um, yeah, yeah, no, look, he was a niggly uh, at his best, and I think we all got a bit frustrated with Dev, you know, and, and obviously he was frustrated in his own body. Um, we saw his impact lessen, obviously, as his body was unable to perform as it once did, and you know, um, that first year was just. Brilliant. That's why he won the best and Yeah. So um, I, was, I liked how he did say that um, he wanted to see these these boys have success and not to assume that's just going to happen. Mm. As you say, it must be in a hurry, and, you know, because you just never know what's around the corner. So, yeah, let's um hope that you know, we can see you know, the fruits of that speech in the coming years, mate. But uh, why don't we have another break and we'll do a very quick, and I mean a very quick, by the numbers. And you're listening to Don's Cast. As we go by the numbers, we start with Andy McGrath. Mate, on paper it sounds okay. Twenty six disposals, twelve kicks, fourteen handballs, seven marks, four tackles. That all sounds fine, but some of his disposals, absolutely disgusting, mate. Uh, you know, just kicking blindly, kicking to no one. Uh, you know, expect more after a player who's played, you know, six years now.
1: Yeah, absolutely, James. I was pretty disappointed in his performance. I thought he had uh, a poor game overall. I mean, yeah, his effort was there. I'll give him that. Um, but his composure was uh terrible for mine. Um, you know, these kicks over the shoulder have to stop. Um, you know, the and even that one where he was in the pocket and he kicked it straight to a port player, uh, down back, you know, he had more time uh to assess his options um to you know, even just launch the ball um, up to a contest, that would have been better than. You know, effectively, you know, hitting a port player straight on the chest, and you can't say there was a clash of jumpers in that game. So I probably had a pretty disappointing game, Joe.
0: Yeah, uh, Sammy Draper didn't get a lot of the footy, mate, only the five disposals. Uh, had 32 hitouts, uh, not all of them went our way. Uh, port were reading the play pretty well, and they won a lot of clearances uh, despite that dominance in the rough. Yeah, his uh, opponents
1: had good games as well. Well that's the thing, you know, Finlayson was effectively um you know, playing against him, but it was more like the the Natrat role where you you know put up a um you know a, you're effectively there for a toker performance, um, but his real like Finlayson's real role was just to effectively read the tap better than uh, <laughs> Draper and um Shark it from him. Um so I think while Draper yeah, did show a bit of uh, decent ruck crafty, one that taps. Um, they certainly didn't go to where advantage, so we need to work a lot better as a midfield to take uh, advantage of that. So, um, you know, some more learning for Sam Draker, uh, but I've got no doubt that
0: he will, uh, you know, grow from that. Uh, Darcy Parrish uh, only had 29 disposals. So again, it reads well. Mm. 15 gigs, 14 handballs. Five marks, three tackles, but again, it's his disposal really lets him down at time. and I uh, yeah, just thought he rushed a lot of uh rushed a lot of his disposal in,
1: in general. Yeah, he did, and it's his decision making that I find a bit perplexing at times. Um, so, and don't get me wrong, you know, he's a picture of his own success because he had such a great year last year. Um, we're just. You know, while he's getting you know good numbers, we're just not seeing that same effective output, uh, to my mind. So yeah, I th- I thought he had an average game at best.
0: Yeah. Cole Langford, he really struggled on the day, mate, just the mm. nine disposals. Yeah. Uh, had the four marks, but um again, kicked the goal, really struggled to get involved in the game.
1: Yeah, they, uh yeah. I'd have to say a pretty substandard performance from Langford. We know he's much better than that. I'm still not sure if his body's 100% Jamie. I think there must be something not quite right. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure if, yeah, looking at the game, whether you saw how he was moving or whatever. But for him to have such low impact on the game, I thought was, um, yeah, definitely not at his best. Mm. Uh, Jai
0: Caldwell came in, mate. Uh, 17 disposals. Just the 10, he had 10 handballs and seven kicks, uh, two marks, four tackles. Uh, he goes in hard at the footy rate, but again, disposal, not mm-hmm.
1: the greatest. Yeah, I thought his decision making the other day was particularly bad. Um, there were so many times where he did the, the in and under thing to win the footy, which is good. Uh, but then he'd either handball to a bloke straight under pressure, or at times he you know, handballed it straight to like a port player. There was one where he basically ran into a port player. Um, look to just be shocked to see, oh gee, that's a great jumper in front of me, and basically cop up the footy. Um, so, like again, you know, you never question Caldwell for effort, um, but it's just his his use of the footy which uh, he really needs to work on. Uh, but there's certainly a lot to work with there. Mm.
0: Zach Merritt, he ended up getting 26 disposals, but it was really well held. I thought, by you know, mm. a lot of his disposal was under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um and yeah. You know, again it wasn't a normal Zach Merritt. He only went at sixty-two percent disposal efficiency. Uh mm. so that kind of really showed you how limited he could yeah, yeah use the footy as opposed to how he um uh we usually associate him and footy.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean like he kept trying to um uh, break through, but um yeah, he was held so much. And you can see like with Zach Merritt. He was getting uh, ripped off the ball left, right and centre. Port weren't even disguising it particularly well. But, um, yeah, uh, at the end of the day, his influence was stifled and that's an area of his game that he needs to work through because clubs will continue to see that if you uh, you hold Zach Merritt, you're going to stifle the influence of the Bombers as a whole. So, um, yeah, he needs to find a way to work around that.
0: Uh, ben Hobbs is recognised as playing because he was a dub but was not used so we can't really add much about Ben other than say yeah I would have liked him to play but, um, Yeah,
1: absolutely like the, the non-selection of him in the side is just absolutely
0: mind-boggling
1: so um, let's hope that changes very soon
0: I mean the only way you could defend it is if you needed a rest um, that's the only way you could yeah, first year of footy but um, no, I'm pretty sure he could have played you know medical staff will know better. Dylan Shield, you know, 27 disposals, only seven kicks. Um, so twenty handballs in that and mm-hmm. ten tackles. Uh, you know, his his uh, defensive work is really outstanding now. And that was something you really copped a lot of criticism about previously. Mm-hmm. I just like to see him a bit more damaging, you know he burst it out of the center it looks great, but he too often he wants to give off hands. Yeah. I think he needs to take ownership just take a bounce and run in and have a shot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I fully agree with that, James. He because uh, we know he he can pump a long goal. Um it's just he he seems to um uh, you know have a bit of a shy trigger finger. Um you know, doesn't want to take that responsibility. But I think you know, at twenty nine years of age, um, you know, he's he's gotta um, take that responsibility, mate. Um, I still thought he, he played very well. You know, obviously gave him the three votes. Um, yes, I think overall he had a pretty good game, and I was particularly impressed with those 10 tackles, uh, great numbers.
0: Jordan Ridley, we both gave best on, you know, with 30 disposals, 18 kicks, 12 ambles, nine marks. Um, just the one tackle. But he was always going up against someone much larger and stronger than him, but he, uh, yeah, he performed very admirable.
1: Yeah, he did, mate. Um, yeah, obviously best on from both of us. Uh, so, not much more to say. Good game from Reds.
0: Mm. Uh, Lab always has his work cut out for him, um, being undersized. Uh, it doesn't stop him from um, having real go at it. But um, yeah, I just thought he was. Yeah, he had the twenty disposals, which a bit surprising for a backman to have that much. Mm. Uh, Ten marks. But he
1: uh, he's well beaten as well. Yeah, I think he was. And look, again with Lav, he's such a competitor. Um, you know he's gonna crack in at all times. Like took took ten marks, which was um which is great to see um five intercept possessions in that. Uh, but yeah, I think he was uh unfortunately beaten on the day. Yeah. Uh
0: Archie Perkins was one of the yeah, he, Performed much better, I think, since he's come back, mate. He's looked a little bit off the pace. Yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't get a lot of the footy, but uh, he's able to add a couple of goals and had another shot which missed also. So, um, good to see Archie you know, looking a bit more lively than he had in the previous couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it was sort of a funny game um, from Perkins. Like, he did look good on occasions, but I still don't think his fitness is is quite there, whether he's still – yeah, suffering the results of the injury and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, so it's good to see him kick those couple of goals. Um, and when he does have the footy in hand, Jamie, he does seem to have a bit of a presence about him. Um, and he just can't teach that. Uh, so um, uh, good for him to kick a couple of goals, and I'm looking forward to him, uh, um, yeah, further develop and getting stronger. And um, yeah, so much better for the run, I'd say.
0: Nick uh, Fine. Started up forward, uh, ended up kicking a goal. Only had the 12 disposals, but, you know, his effort was there, as I mentioned earlier, when I was giving my votes. Three uh, tackles. Yeah, just a, you know, when you look at the stats, they're probably not that impressive, but you could certainly recognise how hard he was working.
1: Yeah, he could. Um, yeah, like, he, obviously, his running carry is... Uh, is brilliant when he's on. Um, you know, to have a couple of goal assists, um, you know, kick a goal is good to see. Um, so he can be a really important player for us. Um, but I still think he does need to work on that uh, defensive side of his game, uh, particularly as a as a halfback, mate.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Peter Wright had a really tough day at the office. Aaliyah yeah. uh, Aaliyah did a great job, i gonna yeah. say. Um, only one mark, which mm. you know, shows how good a job Alia Alia did. Yeah. Um, he did kick his uh kick the one goal, which ended up being his 50th goal of the year. And I think we all would have been surprised, mate, if somebody said by around 22 this year, you would have seen Peter Wright kick the kick his uh 50th goal.
1: Yeah, no, nah, so uh, yeah, obviously. He was uh, beaten well out of the game by earlier earlier, absolutely killed him. But again, that's on you know us as a club, you know if he's getting beaten, we need to find other avenues for goal, or we need to you know work better as a forward unit to you know, give Peter Wright some breathing space from earlier Um So um look didn't work for him in the day, um, but fifty goals for the season. That's a pretty good effort from the forward there. Yeah.
0: Uh, Dyson all I thought it was a typical Dyson game. Yeah, you know, tries hard. Uh, he's you know kicking's lost all kind of penetration and doesn't yeah. flow that well. Um, so it's usually easily, easily read. But, mm-hmm. you know, his efforts there, but just one tackle, mate. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm the captain, and my side's getting absolutely you know rained on. Yeah. I want to lead by example what you would think and, you know, put body on body and try and um, influence the contest, but um, I didn't see any of that come from Dice.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, during the week, we've all heard the rumours of uh, you know, apparently Gold Coast tabling an offer to him of, uh, you know, four years, Yeah, you know, two of those, you know, potentially playing um, and the remainder uh, in a coaching Role. Um, so, yeah, whether that's on his mind and he's uh, sort of checked you out of Essendon, who knows? Because um, yeah, it did, like his performance was uh, was not great on the day for mine. Um, he just didn't seem to have that spirit um, that he's played with previously. Um, so, I, I think a pretty average game from Dyson Hubbard at the end of the day. Um, it just didn't have much of an impact for mine.
0: Yeah, and just to quickly um, read out a club statement, mate, if you don't mind. Mm. Um, so the Essendon Football Club wishes to advise the board of directors met Monday morning, at which time Paul Brasher uh, tendered his resignation as president. Following Brasher's uh, resignation, a vote was held to determine the next president of the Essendon Football Club, with Dave Barham assuming the role two weeks ago. The internal internal review of football department was tabled at a scheduled board meeting. Since that date, the board has met several times and formed the view of the need for additional external inputs, which will now take place under the scope of an external review. Prasher said it was an honour to serve as the president and thank members and fans for their support. The decision to extend the substantial work already done in examining our football program to add additional external Aspects to the review will set the tone for our club in the years ahead, Prasher said. Under the constitution, my term as a board member must end next year. Rather than wait until the middle of 2023, I believe it's most important that the person who will act as president in the years ahead should be the person who oversees this review. Therefore, I've decided to. it makes sense to me to step down for the position of president I love the club and will do whatever I can to assist it over the remainder of my term. Dave will have my full support. Barham takes over as president after serving on the board for the past seven years. First of all, I'm delighted that Paul has agreed to stay on. His experience and knowledge is invaluable, Barham said. The club is one of the greatest sporting institutions in the country. This year we celebrated our 150th year. It makes us one of the oldest and most successful clubs in the world. However, over the past two decades, on-field success has eluded us. We need to change this. We need to place a laser-like focus on our football performance About above everything else. We need to build a platform that will bring sustained success. The view of the board is that we cannot continue to only review ourselves and hope that things will change. Whilst the v- review was thorough and well done, Board has determined that our club needs further external aspects added into our analysis. We need to accept where we're, we we sorry we need to accept where we are. Look hard at what best practice in AFL football is. Reset and then begin our fight back to winning premierships. No one is underestimating the task at hand, but it must start sometime, and today is that day. We are confident we can do this. The broader club is in in excellent shape and has outstanding facilities and a hard-working and valued administration. To all Bomber fans, this is the the line-in-the-sand moment. We will need your continued support to help to do this, but I know we can count on you as you have never let us down, ever. There is plenty of reason to be optimistic about our future. This work will mean we, the board, can be in the best position to make the very important decisions about our future. I'm excited by that, mate. Um, I, now, I should say, you know, remember we were all excited about Paul Prash's video to the members. Yeah. So, um, you know, but what were the key things you took out of that statement, mate? Yeah, I guess uh,
1: for me, they seemed really strong on um, that external review and, um, you know, opening up to... Say so, you know, we just look at all areas um, for you know what success looks like in an AFL environment. I think that's, to me, what us fans have been asking for uh, for a long time, to say, look, we can't just limit it to, you know, a coach or, you know, a football operations manager or you know, a recruiting manager. It has to be all areas of the football club. Um, so I guess that's promising, um, you know. Maybe sound funny to some, but um I'm, I am actually heartened that Brasher um is sticking around on the board. I think um you know he's got enough runs on the board in terms of yeah you know, being able to run a business and all the rest of it to um you know, really help us, you know, work through this period with a steady hand. Um so I thought, yeah, that's good. Um so you know, as much as there's I suppose the president's been ousted, more or less. It sounds like the club as a whole has stuck together, um, and it would be very easy to, you know, fall apart and start attacking each other and all the rest of it, and turn it to factions, which um, absolutely will lead you nowhere. So, uh, yeah, I guess the the thing for for me, Jamie, is um, it's good to say that. It's good to say that, you know, I, you know, I. I there's lots of reasons to be optimistic and all the rest of it, and to sell this hope. But we've been sold hope for so long, Jane. Um, uh, I'll sign up because I'm a I'm a sucker. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe personally that um, you know us as members, um, yeah, do help the the football club, um, and as a member, you do get. Um, you know, voting rights for, for things, whereas, um, you know, if you don't have your membership, you, you do not have those same voting rights. So I think, you know, the price of that membership um, gives you a voice, whether I listen to it or not. Um, I think that's the the value of, you know, effectively the uh, the values of a democracy. Um, so it's on Essendon now. Um, they, they want to sell this vision. Um, but you have to follow through with it, yeah, and I want to, I want the club to be transparent. I want them to say, or um, you know, these are the things we found, these are the things we're going to be working on. I don't want to hear any more of oh, we're really hurting. I don't want to hear any more of, um, oh, know, yeah, we want to play the way we want to play because that's all just fluff. It means nothing. um, what we need is is actions, um, we need transparency. At all levels to go. Yep, we've looked at everything. These are the areas we need to work on. Um, you know, if that means further, yeah, you know, positional changes as to you know people leaving and entering the club. You know, I want that to be part of a due diligence process, not just a. Um, you know, I'll call up a mate. He's usually pretty good. Um, I want them to you know look at things thoroughly and go, okay, is that person the right person for the job? Or is there somewhere else someone else out there um that yeah you know, could potentially do a better job I want them to look at it the same way that Kevin Cheedy looked at you know building your list um because yeah you know if we stuck to just you know the you know, the northwest of um, Melbourne Jane um mm-hmm. you wouldn't have got your your brute indigenous players um we have had along the way um so um yeah I guess while that's the the takeaways I get, um, the club has to has to show sure prove itself to um, yeah be more than just words.
0: Yeah, uh, I think something that I took out of that also there's no mention of our coaching department, so um, I couldn't say that that was all that supportive of yeah. You know, well, no, not committed to no change at all there. So. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of this external input. So I wonder who they'll seek the advice of. Mm. You know, that's going to be important. And I guess that means, you know, by that statement, that it doesn't sound like we're going to make a late play for Clarkson because you would think that uh, we're going to now conduct an external review. Uh, this time frame will stretch out and, you know, by then, Clarkson may be signed by North Melbourne. Yeah, well, I guess that's all we be seen, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, we have to do Sam Durham, wasn't it,
1: right? Yeah, Sam Durham, yeah, I thought he cracked in all day. I thought he had a, a decent game, Joe.
0: Yeah, he he had quite hard, that's it, right? Um, yeah, again, one thing I want to bring up about him, his efforts great. Zero tackles, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, for a bloke that gives so much, it's the strange stat line yeah. um, that we see too often with him. Mm-hmm. I really hope whoever coaches him next year really is on that that'll make him go to the next level. Yeah, definitely. Nick Bryan had a tough day at the office, mate. He won a few taps, but he looked a bit off the pace and his kicking didn't have much penetration. He's usually a pretty good ball user. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was just an average game by Nick. Yeah, yeah.
1: better for the run. I think that's uh, that's all we can say about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jake Stringer, he's had a couple of horror performances uh, on the back of that North Melbourne game where he kicked five goals. Mm. Uh, you know, had 22 disposals, just the two behinds. And, uh just undisciplined play yeah, I thought really average game by Jake.
1: Yeah, um super disappointing, Jane. Um yeah, I expect a lot more from um Jake Stringer, particularly you know, after his poor showing against the Giants. Um to be undisciplined and give away stupid free kicks. Um for again, like an older player at the club. Um, you yeah, know, we expect more from him. So yeah, disappointing from Jake Stringer.
0: Mason Redmond, he tried, I've got to say, but gee, the amount of times we leave our uh, defensive end totally open, and that's why you see so much of Port. You know, if you watch the highlights of that game, mate, you'll see how many times they mark with no pressure. Mm. And I was just watching that from the wing, and you know, I know he's had a great year, but he has a zero accountability for positioning, you know. So mm. he'll just run right up to that 50-metre line and what happens is the opponent will run back with the play as yeah. he does that. Mm. Um, so, again, uh, yeah, I thought he's had a great year. Uh, I don't hold it just for him. That's a coaching thing as well. But, uh, yeah, I think he needs that awareness as well added to his game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think he's... His uh his impact was limited. He still cracked in,
0: um, but uh yeah, I'd have to say a average game for Redmond.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Jake Kelly, I didn't think he had the best game ever. Um, mm. Just a very average game. You know, one of the things that concerns me when I'm reading all these stats, by just the, the low tackle counts for all of these defenders. Just one tackle. You know, Redmond one tackle. Zerk Thatcher, one tackle, you know, all of these guys just they're our back line. Mm. Zero tackles or one tackle is pretty poor.
1: Yeah, it was, mate. Um yeah, which is disappointing. I'll I i do not think he had much of an impact on the game, Jake Kelly. So I'd have to say a pretty substandard game from him. Yeah,
0: uh Brandon Zerk Thatcher, mate, we both gave him second best on, didn't we? Um Yep. And that's from 13 disposals. <laughs> mm. He had the 10 marks and a lot of those were intercepts. Uh, yeah, he certainly had a few goals kicked on him in the end. But the way Port were putting the ball down, it would have been very hard to defend that, even if yeah. you, were, you know, Vicky Martin in his prime. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a pretty tough day at the office for the old Brendan Zook, has you?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, and, you know, while he done most of his good work early, um, it was promising to see that he um you know, he stood up um you know, to a lot of that uh pressure there but unfortunately I think that yeah the, you know, the damn wall just burst and um as a back six they um they weren't playing well uh well together um and he was a bit of a victim of that in the end but I still think um you know, he, he played a solid role Zerk Thatcher uh, and unfortunately, a solid roll uh, <laughs> was enough to get him the uh, the four votes.
0: Yeah. Um, Matt Grealy was his birthday mate, and uh, I don't think it was the best birthday he would have had uh, in the evening. Mm. Uh, and just the eight disposals uh, just four kicks, four handles, three marks, and two tackles, and no uh, scoreboard uh, impact. So, mm. yeah, pretty poor game for, I thought.
1: Yeah. Agree with that, James. Um it was just uh it was a non factor in the game, which is disappointing because um you know, he'd been putting put together a lot of good footy um recently and yeah, even kicked the four against uh the Giants. But um yeah, just uh failed to make an impact on the day.
0: Nick Martin I found a room for a vote, you know, it's twenty two disposals, eight kicks, fourteen handles, eight marks, no tackles, and that's another thing that he's continued journey. Um not much of him, mate, so I kind of get that a bit. But uh yeah you still see that class um that he has and you know I I thought he was pretty serviceable on the day.
1: Yeah he was um yeah he's a he's one of the few that showed a bit of poise uh with a footy jane but I guess you know from his twenty two disposals um yeah he only uses uh his beautiful kicking uh, on eight occasions, uh, so 14 uh, handballs. Um, and I think, you know, while he does show some good vision, he just wasn't able to, um, you know, show much damaging play for mine. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was nice for him to uh, to kick that goal. That was good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say a
0: solid game
1: uh, from Nick Martin. And
0: Massimo D'Ambrosio, um hey, Kick those two early goals. Uh, didn't see much of him after that, mate. He had the nine disposals. So, uh, it wasn't through lack of effort. He was trying to get into the game. but uh, yeah, It was all one-way traffic. And it was pretty hard for him to get in the link.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, kick those first couple of goals and then be largely unsighted um, for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, you don't put that on him as a young player. Um, he certainly shows a, a lot of good attributes to become a really good footy player, James. Um, so, uh, yeah, I dare say he'll be better for the opportunity. Mm-hmm.
0: And we finally did it, mate. We got through. So, you know, it's hard to, to do those. And we've got one more game, um, which will be against the Tigers, obviously, next week. Uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting, our response from here. Obviously, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be under the, you know, under the pressure of being analysed, pretty tough, I reckon. Um, you know, with the way we performed from yesterday, uh, everyone will be looking for some sort of response. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting with selection. You know, we've largely not really changed our side much throughout the year. Um, yeah, you know, they've co- tried to keep the same. We haven't seen. You know, I've been wanting to see Patrick Ross get a game. You know, we're hearing Michael Hurley might play this week. So um, it'll be interesting to do see what they do selection. Selection. Um, yeah, I guess uh, that's all to play out.
1: Certainly is, mate. Uh, yeah, I mean, after the game, you know, Truck he wasn't ruling out, um, you know, making wholesale changes. Um, you know, I guess that won't happen, but, you know... Um, yeah, I think with uh, tracks position under pressure, um, but they're sticking with him for now. Who knows? He might roll the dice in a couple of players. And um, yeah, what do we got to lose from here, Jane? Um, yeah. uh, not much at all. And indeed, um, yeah, there's a possibility, if we've got pick four at the moment. We could go to pick three. So mm. <laughs> I, mean, I, I personally would rather not um, have you know high draft picks. But uh, if that's all we've got to look forward to. Uh, for now. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. But I'll hope that um you know Hurley gets his last game and we send him off with a at least making a, a contest. Uh, but I guess we'll uh, we'll have that all to
0: find out on the weekend. Yeah. Well till next week mate. Go bombers. Go once.